0: Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we are elevating our thinking and rising above for a new perspective. Life can be chaotic, and the world may seem out of control, but we don't have to get lost in the minutiae trying to figure it all out. Are you shaking your head because you've had one of those days? I'm sure when you woke up this morning, you had high hopes to soar through the day focused on only the positive, only to get pushed and pulled into every traumatic, anxiety-induced, over-the-top issue possible. Okay, breathe. Stay with me here. What if none of that needed your time and attention? I'm not suggesting an out-of-body experience here, but let's imagine ourselves floating up above all the problems of the world. From here, we look down to put things into perspective. What do you see? I love this visual and use it often. It reduces a mountain back down to a molehill. It allows me to prioritize when everything seems to want the same amount of attention, and it opens my eyes to the fact that I don't have to spin every plate or catch every ball. Everyone can picture a mouse maze, right? Now, don't you know the mouse wishes he had your perspective right now? All he wants is some cheese. He's hungry. He can smell it. But from his vantage point... He only sees obstacle after obstacle, dead end after dead end. From your perspective, you can see the right path to the cheese without any problem. Go there. No, no. Take a left. Now a right. Run. You got it. The chaos of life can feel like that mouse maze where we keep going in circles and getting nowhere. What if we change our vantage point? Michelle Grace Malaro shows us how to master the chaos of your life, found at TheResilientWoman.today. Your life is collapsing into chaos, your entire world caving in on top of you. One crisis after another, one setback too many, one blow too much. The weight of it, all unbearable. Is the incessant worrying keeping you up at nights? Or the constant crying? Neither one helps you cope with the chaos of life right now. You thought this year would be different, yet here you are, scared, stressed, and confused all of the time. Admit it, your life is a complete disaster, again. You've hit rock bottom, overwhelmed, but you're certain you can bounce back. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can clean up the mess and turn your life around. You may not resolve everything, but you can deal with the essentials and get back to a place of calm and peace. Sound good? Okay, then let's get to it. Number one, clean house. You're right, it's that simple. Your external world is simply a reflection of your internal state. So, roll up your sleeves and prepare to tidy up the chaos of your life. Go minimal. Studies show that decluttering your home and work environment also declutters the mind. You've experienced this sensation before. When you organize your surroundings, a weight lifts from your shoulders. You breathe a huge sigh of relief, and your mind is instantly at peace. Aim to eliminate everything unnecessary. Keep whatever brings you joy. Like Marie Kondo's method, or opt for an extreme revamping with a 21-day minimalist approach. Choose the best option for you in your situation, setting your own limit. For example, decide to toss everything you haven't used or touched in the last two years. Craft a smart, tidying goal, and set a timer to stick to the task. Plan small chunks of time to keep it simple. For instance, allot yourself 20 minutes and start with the kitchen. Go! Less stuff means less mental overload. Also, a freer environment brings you the first small win, a great accomplishment in times of total life chaos. To keep overwhelm at bay, do one thing at a time, and only one. If you check your phone, email, or Facebook feed while cleaning, How effective are you? Studies show that multitasking negatively affects memory and productivity. No wonder you felt confused. Your concentration plays a key role here. Stay in the moment and dedicate short bursts of energy to each project. This includes making email, social feed, and chat checking a daily appointment separate from other tasks. While you're at it, decrease your internet fix. Did you know that we spend over two hours a day on social media? This year, limit yourself to 30 minutes a day. Additionally, shutting off your phone one day a week for a total internet cleanse will reap the benefits of extra time and more clarity. Worried people won't find you in an emergency. Then switch your phone on to do not disturb and select only a few trusted people to call. While life fragments into chaos, self-discipline cleans up the mess. Number two, mind the gap. Often there's a gap between our goals and our beliefs. As you move forward reorganizing your lifestyle, be mindful of life itself. Be impeccable with your word. When your world spirals into mayhem, strive for excellent communication. First, think before speaking. Then take this one step further to build inner peace. Don Miguel Ruiz promotes the art of communication as the first of four fundamental principles in his book, The Four Agreements. Because your word is the power you have to create. For Ruiz, words are seeds of opinions, ideas, and concepts that can either enslave or free you. If you believe anything you say, think, or hear, you immediately make an agreement with yourself. Therefore, to build calmness and clarity, refrain from harsh language, gossip, and lying to others and to yourself. Let's say you've organized a day out with your friends and feel great. Suddenly, there is a mix-up with the reservation for your lunch date you immediately believe you're unorganized and a failure. Why would you believe this? Just as you cleaned house, clear out false, self-defeating talk to lessen your mental load. During the same lunch, your friends gossip about another friend who isn't present. Why would you buy it? How does that kind of talk serve you and your friendship? Hearsay is not the truth, and judgment only clouds your thinking. The more corrupt your thoughts, the more befuddled you are. Planting healthier seeds and making better agreements lay the groundwork for a calmer mind and mood. Be impeccable with your time. The hurrier I go, the behinder I get. This was from The Rabbit in Alice in Wonderland. I know you feel lost in the chaos of life, but try staying still and doing absolutely nothing. Taking small breaks out of your day to connect to your emotional and mental states calms your busy brain. A walk in nature produces clarity. If you live in a city, take a 15-minute stroll through a park three times a week. Have you ever owned your own garden? Or is there an urban gardening project near you? Again, 15 or 30 minutes will suffice to understand and release any mind clutter adding to your confusion. Mind activities like meditation, yoga, tai chi, will also release intellectual tension. But beware, don't confuse mindfulness with procrastination. A growing self-awareness will increase your motivation and generate sound objectives and precise actions. You will also begin to understand your true intentions. Be impeccable with your intent. Perhaps your turmoil conflicts with your main calling. Often we feel overwhelmed when our beliefs clash with our core values. For example, you need to finish a report for your boss by the end of the day. But your daughter's dance recital is tonight, and you have to leave early. You anguish over this dilemma. Why? You might value family over work, or you might fret over providing for your family, which really throws you for a loop. Suddenly, family and work are on par. What if you feel horrible because you'd much prefer to finish the report? Do you know your main values? Once you understand yourself better, these inner battles become easier to spot and resolve. As you learn to live impeccably, you learn to surf the waves of inner conflict without getting caught up in the tsunami. Number three, illuminate the chaos of your life. Now that you've simplified your outer and inner realms and increased your self-awareness, it's time to identify the more subtle tricks we play on ourselves. Is fear clouding your vision? If your life chaos stems from dread or failure, then you need to examine your feelings. Let's say you're in a career change, and you've already accepted one offer when another one you didn't expect arrives. Complete uncertainty strikes you. Why? At times, we fear making a mistake. Life comes to a halt and we freeze with indecision. Stop worrying about perfection. And don't agonize over choosing the right thing. Before you decide anything, remember your intent. Understand what you truly want, ensuring it aligns with your core values and your personal mission. Greater self-knowledge generates the courage to cut through the drama and plow ahead in the right direction. Even with deep insight, we still neglect to recognize when we indulge in self-sabotage. Many times we postpone important matters, waiting for the ensuing confusion to relent. I'll schedule my annual physical once life returns to normal. Does that sound familiar? Or you never stretch yourself to apply for your dream job, staying in your current role for years. You might regret your choice or worse, unconsciously, you believe yourself unworthy of anything better. False beliefs will continue to lead you astray unless you acknowledge your own excuses. The hard truth? You are not indispensable. The world will still exist tomorrow even if you don't finish your to-do list today. As soon as you release your need to control, you see reality. Find the courage to be vulnerable, asking family and friends for support. Only you are responsible for your state of affairs, but allow others to help whenever possible. And as you ease out of that superhero costume and into comfort and affection, remember to say no more often. Taking part in every activity, offer, or project coming your way only adds to the complexity. Learning to let go creates the time and space you need to prioritize structured, simple habits. Number 4. Circle back. As you move forward putting new knowledge into practice, you see a new, clear trail before you. Creating habits will level and pave the way forward. Be methodical. Which part of your turmoil right now is of the utmost importance? The Eisenhower Matrix provides a useful starting point, putting your twists and turns into perspective. But be careful. What may seem important and urgent is sometimes not. To help discern what truly needs fixing, remember the first two levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, security and survival. Keep the basics under control, like a roof over your head, money in the bank, food on the table, etc. So, if your house is literally caving in, it wins over everything. On the other hand, what if your car breaks down? Taking it to a mechanic may seem both urgent and important until you realize you have an interview for a potential new job later that day. What's most important, the interview or the car? In reality, the options are endless. You can leave the car and take an Uber to the meeting, find a car sharing service, rent a car, or ask someone to drive you, or ask someone to take the car to the mechanic while you hail a cab. Once your priorities are clear, simple solutions present themselves. Repeat the good habits you've created thus far. Each situation will call for a different approach. You may have to minimize your space and mind more frequently, but once you have a better sense of self and intent, the clutter will tend to itself. Keep an eye on potential backsliding. If you slip, then evaluate the situation. It's easy to think the chaos is over, but stay alert. Simply start from the beginning again. Take a deep breath. Still those thoughts whirling around in your head? There's time yet to keep the world from crashing on you completely and forever. Because now, you know how to fix it. You're going to pick up the fallen pieces and toss them away. Eliminate sloppy, unfounded mental chatter which only bogs you down and binds you. Make your inner and outer worlds immaculate and accept the fact that you can't control everything. You now have the comfort of knowing you're not alone and the knowledge to prevent you from slipping back to disorder. As you go forward, you feel lighter, freer, and energized. You pat yourself on the back, congratulating yourself for tackling such a formidable undertaking. But what happens when things don't go as planned, even with your best attempts? When pandemonium strikes, yet you remain unflappable. Then you have truly mastered your chaos. Are you able to recognize when you've walked into chaos and when you've created it yourself? Becoming self-aware was incredibly eye-opening and freeing, if that makes any sense. Being self aware can only be achieved when you rise above for a better vantage point. I mean, how can you see what you're doing when you can't really see ahead of you? When you're able to see your behavior for what it is and to understand how it impacts and relates to those around you, you have a chance to embrace it or correct it. Until then, you're lost in the chaos. Here's another one everyone should be able to visualize. A relay race. You're the one running the first leg with your baton in hand and then you hand it off to the next person who runs the second leg. When you aren't fully aware of the role you play, you can't make a successful handoff. You haven't practiced a seamless handoff because you've only been concerned with what you're doing. Being self-aware doesn't mean only worrying about yourself. It means being aware of yourself and your harmony with others. Jacqueline T. Hill shows us how to develop a different perspective on life, found at lifehack.org. You may have come across the picture that has a number drawn on the floor with two people standing on either side of the number. One person sees a six and the other person sees a nine. They're both right, yet they're wrong in the eyes of the other person because of their particular perspective on life. While each could argue that what they see is right, it takes perspective to pause and understand what the other is seeing. The world would be a better place if people understood a perspective on life can be molded, changed, or explained. A lot of quarrels, battles, and wars could have been avoided if people saw things from another person's perspective. We would raise better, empathetic, and more responsible adults if we taught kids what perspective was, the importance of perspective, and why we may need to alter a given perspective on life when faced with new information. Before you can start thinking of how you can start seeing things from the perspective of another person, you might want to start by understanding the fundamentals of perspective. You need to first know what a life perspective is. Just like the example with the six and nine, your life perspective is the way you see things. Life perspective is the way people see life, including the way they approach life and all there is in their personal experience. In this life, few things are absolutely right or wrong. What we usually have are two different perspectives on one thing. We have a person saying something is bad and should not be done, and then we have another person saying that bad is the strong word to use for the same thing. It's easy to come across a lot of different debates online. There are a lot of polarizing debates about politics, relationships, and anything that has two sides to the story. Social media makes it easy to pick a side and find opinions that line up with what you believe. As a neutral person who's not yet picked a side, you can see that both sides of this argument have concrete reasons to support their answers. They have different choices, and all of the choices are valid. While one side sees life from the perspective of anything goes as long as it makes you happy, another side sees life as there are boundaries you shouldn't cross. You see now that there are two valid perspectives here. Both of them are right in their choices, and saying one is wrong is an unsupportable stance. There are more than 7 billion people in the world and there are people who see things in a different light. This complicates life because instead of seeing the similarities we share, we often focus on what is different, which leads to disagreements and fights. Simply making a switch and attempting to see things from a different perspective could help you solve many of these problems. Your perspective on life determines how you relate to people, how you handle relationships and troubles, and how you live day to day. You may not realize how important your perspective on life is because we often feel that as long as other people's opinions and decisions don't affect us, ours should not affect other people. However, the fact is that our perspective on life does affect the people around us. Going back to the six and nine analogy we began with, what we also have are two different scenarios that can play out here. We can end up having two adults who refuse to agree to disagree and separate after a heated argument, destroying the chances of building a relationship. We can also end up having two adults who swapped positions and perspectives and looked through each other's eyes for a minute to see that this could either be a six or a nine depending on where they stood. This could graduate into handshakes, drinks later, and a start of a friendship. And all they had to do was view things from a different perspective. Your perspective on life can either make or break a relationship. If you've had a bad or negative perspective on life, it affects everything and everyone around you negatively. You find yourself constantly being angry and not being able to accept other people's perspectives. Other times, you find yourself complaining and stressing over things that simply require a small shift in perspective. Having a good perspective on life gives you an advantage. First of all, you're a lot more open to seeing things from other people's viewpoints making it easy for you to create meaningful relationships. It also gives you many more reasons to be grateful and happy. If you live a life where you are constantly showing gratitude and being happy, then you've lived a fulfilled life. Changing your perspective is an active decision you have to make intentionally. First, you have to come to terms with the fact that your current perspective on life is not absolute and can be changed. Then you have to understand the importance of having a different perspective from one that you already have. Once you've dealt with these, there are some active steps you can take to change your perspective on life. Number one, stop complaining. Whatever the issue is, whenever you feel like complaining, fold up your thumb, Bite your tongue. Do something that makes sure you stop yourself from letting out the complaint. When you listen and try to understand more than you complain, you're beginning to see things from diverse perspectives. Number 2. Consciously seek happiness. When you're happier, you'll see things more positively and seek out more things that make you happy. The practice of positivity is an important habit to develop. However, when you're constantly brooding and thinking negatively, your perspective will never change. And soon, all the negativity will begin to spread around you like a wildfire. Staying positive can be challenging at first, but will ease with time. Number 3. Reduce the social media vitriol Oftentimes on social media, people will post one thing and followers will take on a different perspective regarding its meaning. When different phrases in a post hit social media, some people don't understand them, which can increase online conflict. Responding to critical or negative posts with a sense of maturity and lightheartedness will lessen any of the vitriol spills and keep anyone from receiving blocks. If you feel like you may need some time away from social media to practice this, that's okay. When you're on social media, Always seek the other angle of the person disagreeing with you. Your opinion is not alpha. It's an opinion and can change. The beautiful thing about perspective is that it is subject to change. It's not static, and the decision to alter it rests upon you. The moment your perspective on life comes to play, always remember that it's not the alpha perspective and that the other person's perspective matters as well. Practicing shifting your perspective can be an important skill to develop. I've said it before, I love a shift in perspective. I mean, the smallest shift can open up a whole new way of thinking. If you aren't seeking a shift in your thinking, you need to start a to-do list right now. I'm waiting for you to grab pen paper. (laughs) Number one, be open to a new understanding. Number two, seek out differing opinions. Number three, open up to someone and be honest about what you're thinking and feeling. If you aren't searching, then you need to ask yourself, when did my journey end? Am I at my final destination? Is this who I want to be? Lisa DeHart found seven perspective shifts that will change your life that she shares on her blog at lisadehart.com. At times, it can feel like life is beyond your control. And to be fair, life often is beyond our control. Yet there are many places where we have the power to change our lives in significant ways. Let's take a deep dive into seven perspective shifts that will change your life. You can better yourself and your mental state. And isn't that the whole purpose of changing your life perspective anyway? These shifts are simple, but not easy. It will take work, a dollop of courage, and a bunch of grit. But if you persist and practice daily, you'll see a shift. And you'll ultimately feel more empowered to the best version of yourself. So number one. Other people's opinion of you is none of your business. Okay, this one is a doozy. It's so easy to find yourself wildly swinging back and forth based on how people share their opinions of you. I like your hair. Yay! What's going on with your hair? Not so yay. Wow, you're so smart. Yay! You don't know what you're talking about. Not so yay. Yay! The problem with opinions most of us know, everyone has one, and well, still, it can be hard to let go of this one. What is possible, though, if you do? If your opinion of me is none of my beeswax, then I can focus on my own opinion of me. Given that you're the only one who can sustain deep changes in your life, and you're the only one who knows if you're living in alignment with your values… It only stands to reason that your opinion of yourself is the most essential factor. This is a life-changing perspective shift and one worth the time to embrace. Take others' opinions lightly. If there's a pattern that harms relationship or stalls your goals, then take a look at yourself. Consider if there's merit to the comment. If not, let it go. If you're not happy with how your life is going, then take a look at yourself. In case you're a person who worries about what others think, and that stops you from living your life fully, then decide if you need to worry about other people and their opinions. Number two, look at the impact. How many times in your life have you been worried or spun up about things that ultimately had zero impact on you? Some situations trigger our fears, and in a flash, we're no longer living in the moment. Instead, entirely in the worst possible future scenario. The fact is bad things can happen. You may get that terrible, horrible outcome. Yet, often, you don't. And still, there's something to your fear influencing the worst case. Fear changes your behavior and reactions. Be mindful of where you focus your attention. Choices have long-lasting impact. Remember your conscious awareness shifts your perspective and is life-changing. Lisa said, When I look back over my life, there have been times where I have had multiple fears get triggered. And in fact, nothing terrible happened. What was the purpose of the spin? How did it help? If it motivated me to get more information, then great. But if instead it gave me a giant cup of cortisol or adrenaline, then maybe I should have ordered something else at the counter. Number three, seek the win, win the solution. I love this idea. And while it's a simple idea, it takes creativity to master. Yet, the idea of a win-win solution can change your life in so many ways. When we seek to find solutions that work for others as well as for ourselves, we get the most significant levels of buy-in. When you find yourself in a disagreement with another person, do you want to lose the conversation? I can't speak for you, but I know I prefer not to lose. It may be a competitive edge I have, or maybe I'm attached to my perspective, Still, through the years, I have rarely met people who say, I love losing. So, then, what does it take to develop a win-win perspective? First, it takes a willingness to suspend your own perspective long enough to listen to what someone else is saying. As we listen, if we can open our minds and listen to understand, we build trust. Once we have a deeper understanding of what is motivating the other person's position, we can look at our own deeper motivations. Number four, build trust. Consider places where you have gotten stuck on a teeter-totter with someone. Maybe a spouse, sibling, child, parent, coworker, boss. You insert the person. What was your underlying concern? What was driving your perspective? What was their view, and what drives that view? These questions are fundamental to building trust and engaging others in solutions that work for both of you. It's also one of the best ways to expand your influence. We listen to those who we feel care about our outcome as much as their own. Win-lose is a zero-sum game. It may work in war, but it rarely works if you still need the other side to participate. If you can get to the underlying motivator, it does two things. Number one, people feel heard. And number two, we take the conversation away from a tug-of-war, and often we find a solution that addresses both parties. We tend to have a greater buy-in to a solution that addresses all of our needs. Finding that path more often than not is life-changing. Number five, releasing anger and resentment to thrive. Anger and resentment, in the words of Maya Angelou, are like taking poison, hoping the other person will die. From a science perspective, we know the cost of having a lot of cortisol and adrenaline swirling around in our system. We know the health, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual costs. When we notice anger or resentment, it's a great place to get curious. What has me feeling this way? This is a valuable question to ask yourself. Number six, see yourself as empowered. Lisa said, through my work, I spend a lot of time with folks noticing what they say to themselves. I wish that most people I met spoke to themselves with kindness. But most folks have a lot of harsh criticism and judgment that they heap upon their heads. I must do it perfectly. I'm not good enough. What's wrong with me? The negative narrative goes on and on. What if you let go of the external and focus on what you're thinking, saying, and doing? Then you can focus your attention on where you stand the best shot at changing the experience on yourself you're the only one who can call yourself to empowerment number six forgive yourself and everyone else you and I both live in glass houses so be careful of the stones you throw very few people lead perfect lives We tend to all live on a spectrum between behavior we admire and actions we don't. Get mad, and all the goodwill you may have dries up. Feel compassion and notice how you're again filled with love. Forgiveness grants us grace to show up fully, be human, and to also grow. This perspective shift allows for grace to grow. You've probably heard the idea that forgiveness is a gift we give ourselves. I agree with this sentiment. Forgiveness is not an acceptance of bad behaviors, but rather a recognition that on a different day, under different circumstances, I too might have behaved poorly. What does attachment to hurt do for you? What is the lesson that can be learned when you release the pain? Number 7. Narrow your focus to what matters most. Let's say life gives you an energy pie every day. Here's the deal though, you only ever get one pie a day. How will you slice your pie? When your attention is focused everywhere, we can get stuck in overwhelm. Your ability to choose the best course of action can get mirrored in all the information that you need to make a decision. By narrowing your focus to the top two or three things that are important, you give yourself space to breathe and decide. So look at your pie. If half of your energy gets fritted away on things that don't really matter to your goals or to the life you want to lead, then take the attention back. Time is the most precious of all commodities. Don't choose to waste it on things you don't want to focus on. This particular perspective can give you back some of your life. It can help you drill down into what you really care about. We're going to have Preston Smiles wrap it up for us with Change Your Perception, Change Your Life.
1: The power of perception. You see, how you perceive a thing determines how you receive a thing, and how you receive determines on whether you'll receive again. You see, the problem isn't the problem. Your attitude, your philosophy is the problem. You see, some people spend most of their time talking about and worshiping the problem than they do on the solution, but what you focus on, you grant reality into your life. You see, Tammy and Susie drive into the same parking lot every Monday through Friday and go to the same job. But Susie is upset about the health benefits, about the air conditioning, about the politics in the office, while Tammy is excited that she gets to have a job, that she gets to pay her bills, that she gets to take her kids to Disneyland with the bonus that she gets every four months. You see, what Susie is upset about, Tammy is grateful for. But your outlook determines your outcome, and how you receive a thing determines on whether you receive it again. So six months later, Susie was let go, while Tammy was promoted. You see, a lot of people talk about, and guys, get this, if you, if you get this, it will change your life forever. A lot of people talk about being single and they have the perception and the belief that all the good ones are taken. While somebody else with a different perspective has the belief and and then come from of wow, look at all this time I have to build myself up before my one comes. How you receive a thing determines on whether you receive it again. And what you focus on expands. You grant it, you put it in your reality. So if you're perceiving and receiving negativity, then that's exactly what you're going to get in your life. All day, every day. You see, some people see the word impossible, while others see I'm possible. And what I'm challenging you to do is to step into that space. Step into the space of I'm possible. Everything is possible. Because it is. You see, the power of perception will change your entire life. You can either be in heaven or hell right where you are standing based on what you're perceiving. And I challenge you right now, today, to take another look at all of the stuff you've been complaining about. Take another look. Reframe and take another look at the bills that you're so upset about because you get to pay them. You have the money to pay your bills but yet you're upset about them? You created everything in your reality. And if you did, that means you get to be grateful for it. The only way to get more is to be more. And the only way to be more is to become grateful for everything that is. Guys, I am super grateful for you. It has been a blessing having you on this journey with me. If you are new to the tribe, go ahead and click subscribe. If you are not, I love you. And Go ahead and share this video. I am we are hashtag loves voices going down in a beautiful major way We don't see the Knights in the gym with Kobe Bryant shooting those free throws We don't see Steve Jobs being fired from his own damn company You see all of this stuff All of these things, we're so obsessed with the end result that we miss the fact that failure is a key component.
0: If you want to share Encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit Encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, stop running the rat race and rise above. Change your vantage point for a new perspective. You don't have to participate in the same manner or at all. Search out a new route for your journey. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone the path was That's when I found you.